Welcome back, dear readers, loyal fans, buttered biscuits of my heart. Oh my God. Buttered biscuits. <laughs> to another episode. Another therapy session of The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. Here we go. I just, I, I just oh, I want this to be over. I, Look, I enjoy this book, but I am also on the same page. I just want to get to the end. The amount of sadness that is in this book. It's like, oh. it's like she gives you five minutes of happiness five to minutes turn of around bliss. and slap you dead in the face. Yeah. With like 10 pages worth of sadness. I was like, God damn. Yeah. It's the same. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. And then there are some chapters in here where I'm like, I don't think that needed to be in here, but okay. Maybe they'll come around later to like, I, I don't know. I don't know. And then it's just, I'm fucking confused. Ah, okay. okay. Let's go. Let's, 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 let's do it. Let's shit. do it. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Part three. Part three. Yes. Chapter one. We yeah. are in Paris, France. It is seven. It's seven. <laughs> it's July. <laughs> it is seven. Seven. It's seven. It's July 29, 1724. In this chapter, Addie is dressed up like a boy. Yes, finally. she finally is finally. able she took to the courage pull to it off. Plunge. She is kind of like, okay, this is the best way to get around. She feels the freedom that a boy would have in this mm-hmm. chapter. Although at the same time, she's trying to make it less noticeable that she's a girl or a woman by like keeping the brim of the hat low right. um, and things like that. She notes that Luke hasn't come to see her in about four years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Four years, man, was like punishment. <laughs> Four years. It's been a hot minute, Eddie. How you feeling? Not <laughs> so great. I wouldn't be so great. I've been like, uh, I've been trying any which way to try to get in contact with Luke at this point. But no. she said she's like, I'm not waiting around for you. Even though she says it feels like she's kind of been holding her breath on that day every time. Yeah. Okay. Did, okay. When she said that, it made me sit and be like, why? Are you holding your breath? Is it because you look forward to the interaction with Luke? Or is it that you have some type of feelings, familiar feelings with Luke that it's like, is it almost like coming home? Do you know what I mean? Because this is somebody Mm. who knew her when she was Addie LaRue and knew her in her past life that now she has to live all these different lives in order to you know, survive in the world? Like, is it that that she's looking forward to every day on this specific day? I think it's a little bit of the familiarity Mm. of like him knowing her and her knowing, like she said, that he is going to show up. Like it's always that consistency. Mm -hmm. It's also a little bit of like the banter as well. Yeah, because it's really good. It's really Yeah, 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 it's really good. And then I think it's also, I guess, having someone there yeah because she doesn't have anybody right she's she's legit been walking this earth for a couple by herself yeah by herself and luke is a constant on july 29th he's that one constant in every year that she unfortunately has grown accustomed to looking forward to because nobody else remembers her there's no constant but him this is a huge mind fuck because it is you sat there and like she cursed herself and you're like, okay, but yeah. you're going to want to give me your soul at some point, right? It's going to happen. You're going to want to give it to me. So to push you further along, I'm going to show up 
every day on a day I deem as our anniversary to give us some sentimental value every year and ask you, hey, babe, you ready to come home? You ready to give me that soul? Because to be honest, if he would have did that to me, I would have been like, let's go, Luke, let's go. I'm done. <laughs> me I'm don't tired want of this to know shit. What Matter of fact, I want to do that yeah. now. Life now ain't that great. Oh my God, Ashley. Where are you, Luke? Ashley, don't. It is after dark. Sit your ass at home. <laughs> okay, getting back to this. So because Addie is dressed up as a boy and ha- she feels as though she has um, the freedom that she wouldn't have as a woman, she has decided to treat herself to going on a picnic at the Notre Dame. We don't and- say picnic. Huh? We don't say picnic. We'll discuss it later. For this okay. We will say she is going to a, a dinner on the roof of, of Notre Dame. Okay. Well, okay. Yes. That sounds better. So she's going to a dinner for one because it's just her. <laughs> party, party of one. Party of one. It's just her. <laughs> um, to the Notre Dame, she wants to go up there to be able to see the sunset and have the city below her feet while she dines on bread, cheese, honey, mm-hmm. and all this other stuff, right? Which she wouldn't have dined on normally, but she's treating herself. So then somebody bumps into her and drops her honey. Oh, bro. I, this is the and one moment flips that out I felt. She calls an idiot. She's like, you so like, she was like, you so upset. She was so upset. But the funny thing oh, is, this, this person who bumped into her is a guy and he was yes. with his friends. And when he bumps into her, he immediately starts apologizing, obviously, because he thinks he's apologizing to another man. But when he looks up, he notices her feminine features. He immediately knows, oh, this is a woman. Yeah, she got and caught, caught. To me, this interaction, I personally, I was like, my note here had was, has Addie found an ally? Because he didn't immediately write her out. He didn't right. immediately like let his tell his friends, yo, this is a woman dressed up like a guy. Like he wasn't, he didn't seem like that type of person. And then I wrote, or is he one of her great loves? Is this somebody else who is similar to Sam in a way? Because we've only known one of Addie's, well, not one, but one of Addie's romantic great loves, which is Sam. Right. That's what we're assuming, right? Because there was just so much detail in their relationship and stuff that we can only assume that that is one of her great loves. And for this to happen, I just felt like, okay, maybe this is another great love of hers or somebody who impacted her very much. Right. Kind of like James, like it could have been a a friend or what have you. Exactly. This guy's name is Remy. I just want to put this out there. I love the name Remy. I thoroughly thought about if I had another kid, regardless if it was a female or a male, I was like, Remy will probably be the name. (laughs) Remy Martin? Remy Rodriguez. Bam. (laughs) Okay, that can work. That can work. That can work. When they said Remy, I immediately was like, oh, Remy Martin. Remy. Remy Martin. Isn't that like an alcohol? Remy? Remy Martin. Alcohol. I, okay, alcohol. look, I'm a I'm a superhero Brand. buff. I'm a superhero <laughs> buff. Remy is a mutant hero from X-Men. So I would have named one of my kids after oh, one of the X-Men. You know what? You know what I'm thinking of? Mm. I'm thinking of either the alcohol or the weave brand. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Shall we also throw Remy Ma in there? <laughs> At this point, why not? Remy's a French name, I'm going to assume. Remy has ditched his friends and he has decided to spend the day with Addie. He finds that this girl who is dressed up as a man is super interesting and he wants to figure out why she is dressed up like a man. So he 
obviously with permission, asks her if she's okay with him hanging out with her. She's like, yeah, you know, because she's alone. She's lonely. So why not? So she, you know, is okay with that. They head to a cafe of Remy's choosing and they sit down and Remy starts talking about himself because Addie is asking him, you know, oh, who are you? Blah, blah, blah. She's asking him the general questions, trying to get to know him, trying to see him open up. He says that he's one of a few kids, right? And like his parents. Yeah. His his parents parents wanted wanted him to go to school. Correct. And, and he, he did was like, and school. that was a great undoing because yeah, he became exactly. a, a learner yeah. and a thinker. And he was like, right. I have to and go to Paris. He was a dreamer, though, because yeah. he like, sat there and he was like, you know, my parents sent me to school. He's like, that was a mistake because it made me realize that there's more out there than what they wanted for me. I'm a thinker. I'm a dreamer. And where do thinkers and dreamers go? But to Paris, France. So that's why he's there. That's probably where I need to go. I should probably go catch a plane out there. To Paris. Oh. Um, so then... From there, he says something in Latin. It is written in the book in Latin, and then it's translated. It's on the the next page, so it's on page one sixty eight. Yeah, because I was like, um, yeah, it's on one sixty eight. You want to tell me what that means, and right? It says, <laughs> it says he, okay, so he says this to Addie, and Addie translates it, and t- I, I'm assuming she takes this to heart. Because if you think about it, every every story we've read so far of Addie in the future in New mm-hmm. York is her trying to either find a way or make her own way. And the Latin phrase says to find a way or make your own. And that's so far what she's been doing. So this is another reason why I really sat and thought and I was like, is Remy somebody who impacted her so much? Oh, absolutely. As we get further into the chapters and discuss more, you'll get to learn a little bit more about exactly how much he impacted her. Mm -hmm. But but yeah, there's... (laughs) No pun intended. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. He definitely, he definitely impacted her in a way that I feel was very um, beneficial for her. I agree. Yeah, for the lifestyle and the life that she's currently living. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So from there, moving on to chapter two, we're back in New York City. It's March 15, 2014. Henry has said Addie's name. He does remember her. They parted ways. They agreed that they were gonna meet back up and stuff. Addie is nervous to meet Henry. Oh my God. So nervous. Like I was like, girl, she feels like it's all a dream. She feels like, oh my God, she's going to meet him. And he's going to immediately be like, who the hell are you? Yeah. In this chapter, at least a couple pages, she's like trying to fill her time. She's meeting Henry at five. So you know what I thought was very interesting? What? When she went to the makeup counter. And the girl was putting all the makeup on her face. And she was like, oh, this doesn't look like me. And the darkness, or sorry, Luke, Luke. agrees with her. You, she can hear like his his voice in her he, ear. He's never left her. He, well, he's no, I know he's never her. left. I know he's never left her. But my thing is, he knows she's going on this fucking date. He no. knows. <laughs> and he sees the girl put makeup on her and he says oh yeah i would rather the clouds blot out the stars or whatever and she's like oh and wipes it off and i'm like so he's there with her the whole time he knows that henry is like this kind of curse blocker or whatever like he's letting all of this shit happen or something is not sitting right with me or what if he can only see certain things and I say this because you read Twilight. Alice could see everything except when it came to Jacob and Renesmee. Okay, but 
Alice was a vampire with visions that right. could be. We don't know what the hell impaired. He is a lort that can a be witch people. <laughs> a lort that can be witch people, Ashley. With a T. All right. Let's just, okay. Let's say that he is seeing all of this and he's letting Addie experience all of this. Like he's he's not trying to intervene at all. I agree with you. That is suspicious. Cause then that's just there and makes you wonder. There's you're like, okay, well, why the hell would he let her experience that if he plans to take her soul at some point? I agree with you, most definitely. However, I'm also thinking like, what if he can only see certain things? And like Henry being whatever he is, what if Luke just can't see that little bit? Is like a block in his vision. I don't know. I don't know, girl. I don't know. Because it's like, he literally says to her, I can see everything. And I'm like, oh my God, this is- That's suspicious. (laughs) That's weird. Um, But I also put, before she gets to the makeup counter, she's trying to pick out an outfit for the date with Henry. Mm, And even though she picks out a nice outfit, she still has to put on the leather jacket. She can't leave that leather jacket alone. Yeah, she keeps... I don't know why she keeps this fucking leather jacket. Even she said it in like in that little bit of line after she had picked out because she was so excited to pick out a new outfit because yeah he saw what like Henry saw what she was wearing the last time so obviously she can't continue to wear that so she's putting on right. a new outfit so she was excited to put on a new outfit but like even then she puts on the new outfit and she still throws on that leather jacket and she herself is like it doesn't go with the outfit but I just cannot leave it alone like I can't not put it on so who the hell did this leather jacket belong to all we know is that it smells like smoke i'm telling you it belongs to luke i'm telling you it belongs to luke we got a problem i'm telling you right now it belongs to luke as we go on the way that she's talking all right we're gonna get there it sounds like it belongs to luke we're gonna get there because i'm i really wanted like the moment i got to other chapters and i was reading that i was like all right this mm." So like another thing I, I wrote was after they meet up at the bookstore and she runs yeah. into B. B obviously doesn't remember her, but yes, yes. Henry walks in. Henry says her name to other people. Yes, because he can say it. So exactly, like, it was interesting. It was so interesting to read that because Addie has had trouble for the past three hundred years saying her name to other people. But because of Henry, who remembers her, he can say her name to other people. And like that, I was like, oh my God, this is monumental. Yeah. Did you notice that also kind of set off a trigger in B? She was like, oh, you look familiar. That's so strange because it kind of feels like you're kind of like familiar. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She even said it. She's like, deja vu. I kind of feel like Mm -hmm. I've met you before. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit. This is the curse slowly breaking. Is he a curse breaker or is he just being possessed by Luke? Oh my God. I'm on to you, Vicky. I I refuse to believe I'm not going to let it go. Okay. Yo, but in the same chapter, she does make a distinct comparison. Henry says her name like light, bright, and lovely. Luke said her name like a weapon. And I was like, wow, we got to bring Luke into this. You trying to have a nice human, normal date with Henry and you just up in here thinking about girl yeah the whole time she's making comparisons and I'm like first of all why are you bringing his name to it he ain't even there bro 
Okay. Like, that's you. That's you nope. always bringing him in the shit when he don't have to be there. Right. Okay. So then- Your fault. Another thing that I wrote was she was super excited about Henry calling it a date because she didn't know what to yes. do. She says, and I quote, it's on page 171. A date is something made, something planned, not a chance of opportunity. Time set aside at one point for another, a moment in the future. Oh my God. What? That little bit. I was <laughs> I was like, that's so nice to explain what a date is. Like, oh. Then after this is when we realized that Addie has been to Chicago with Luke. She was in Chicago with Luke because, set in the scene, Henry takes her to a quote-unquote speakeasy. It's in the laundromat. When he says speakeasy, she immediately is transported to Chicago to the speakeasies of the jazzy, I'm assuming the jazzy 20s, of the 1920s. Yeah. And she specifically makes it known she's there with Luke. She's there with Luke. But not only, not only is she there with Luke, she's sipping champagne, Luke is pulling her in close, and they are dancing. Not that they're fighting. Not that they're fighting. History there. Yes. Not that they're fighting. Not that they're arguing. Not that he's like, hey, baby, you want to give me the soul? That they're there together having a good time. So I'm like, oh, we already suspected and we already knew that there was going to, like, I need to know there was happened. a trajectory of their relationship going that way, we but from, we did ask need to go know what happened. How did we get from, I'm going to show up once a year to see if you want your soul, to see if you still want your soul, to let's go dance up in Chicago. <laughs> like, let's, let's go dance. Yeah, like, let, let's go have a night. And the most specific thing that she said that I held on to from that as well was she says it was the beginning and the end of mm-hmm. everything. And I was like, girl, what, what the fuck happened? What happened? What happened? It's a tragic ending. What happened? And the thing, the thing that I got from that too was... <laughs> When she said that, I started playing Kehlani in my head. Like, oh, this love is toxic. I was like, I want to hear about it, though. I want to hear about it, though. Tell me. I also wrote that there's, like, and my last note for this chapter was there's a significant difference between Luke and Henry. Granted, we already knew, but I felt like this chapter made it very well known or very prominent. Because the speakeasy that Luke took Addie to was dark and sexy and alluring. And the speakeasy that Henry took Addie to, it was an arcade place. Like, barcade. Like, it was an arcade. And, like, you went... It was a barcade, yeah. It was a barcade. You went to have fun, to, like, relive your childhood type of thing. And that was it. Meanwhile, Luke is over here seduction and and crap and i was like i would prefer to be in chicago in the 1920s jazzing it up having (laughs) champagne i would totally (laughs) prefer that but okay henry this will do moving on to chapter three we are still in new york it is still march 15 2014 what i wrote my first my first note is their date is going amazing so far according to addy they had fun at the barcade they don't want the night to end so henry kind of like gives her the reins and is kind of like okay what do you want to do wait you forgot mm-hmm. about the stamp, the signature. What's that? Her name on the um the machine. Oh yeah, in the, okay. So in the barcade, she wins a game, and of course, Addie can never write her own name. Unfortunately, yeah, that hasn't changed. Right, that hasn't changed. But what ends up happening is, as she's trying to figure out how to get around this, Henry comes in and he thinks the joystick is stuck, so he goes in and he tries to like mess with it. He's able to get A on there and she immediately is like i'm gonna go get the next round you just write my name in there and he's like okay but she comes back 
he has written A-D-I because he doesn't know how to spell Addie. And Addie is just kind of like, even though it's spelled wrong, it's still great. I still have a stamp somewhere. That was essentially something um, in the chapter. But after that, they don't know what to do when they leave. They're like laughing and they don't want the night to end. This is when Henry gives the reins over to Addie and kind of like lets her try to figure out, okay, where do we go next? And Addie has lived in New York for so long now that she's kind of like, all right, well, let's go. They end up going to the movies first. And while they're sitting in the dark watching this movie, Addie looks over, Henry resembles Luke. And this is what she's thinking. She's like, he looks like Luke. And I'm just like, Eddie, girl, come on. I need you to be present. Stop it. If you're on a date with Henry, be on this date with Henry. Do right. not sit there and compare this kid to Luke. Luke is, is on a whole nother level. I bet you he's sitting there just laughing his ass off the whole time. Oh my God. So Addie sits in the dark. She looks over at, at Henry. Henry sees her staring. They have a discussion and he realizes that she's seen this movie before. So he immediately, what happened? Before you get to that, can I just jump in on the fact that Henry calls her out on staring at him. He's like, oh, you're staring, like joking with her. Mm -hmm. And then she's like, oh, you just remind me of somebody I used to know. He's like, oh, hopefully somebody good. And she's like, no. And I'm like, bitch, why? why? When I read that. Addy, shut the fuck up. I was like, you're not truthful to yourself because you definitely, there, there is definitely feelings there for Luke. But like, even if he does remind you of somebody that you used to like or somebody mm-hmm. that you used to love, you are on a date with a new I person. I definitely found this annoying because like, he's never going to live up to that. You're comparing right. him to somebody who isn't even human. Right. And if There's- I was on a date with somebody and they were like, oh yeah, you remind me of somebody. And then I was like, oh, like if they said that to me, I was like, oh, shorty, I'm out. No, no. There's no there's no reason for me to be here if you're still obsessing over your ex. There's exactly. no reason for me to be here. Bye. I mean, at this point, Henry and her talk about like her past love or whoever Henry resembles. Obviously, he resembles Luke. And then Henry finds out that she's already seen this movie that they've sat down to watch. He gets up and he leaves. And Addie's like, oh shit, what did I say? What did I do? Like, why is he leaving? So then they get outside and Henry admits that he feels like he's running out of time. And I found that really interesting because here's somebody who feels like he's running out of time on a date with somebody who has nothing but time. I was like, that is very interesting. So they, now that they get into a disagreement, Henry just explains it has nothing to do with her and their conversation in the movie theater that made him get up and leave. He just, it's something personal for him that he feels like he's running out of time. So he never wants to do something over and over and over again. I just thought of something. Mm-hmm. I think I had the same exact idea as you because as I was saying, I was like, oh, shit. Henry's cursed. You think he's cursed? I think it's cursed. Without him knowing, though? No, I think he knows. He just hasn't said anything to Addie. Yeah. For the same reason that Addie hasn't said anything to Henry. Okay. Interesting. Because, I mean, that would that would explain a lot. What if they both got cursed by Luke? Yeah. That would explain, yeah, that would explain a lot. At first I thought maybe Luke had possessed Henry. I still think, I still think that might be a thing. What if that is, not that he's possessed, but what if this is it? What if Henry is cursed by Luke in some way? And because he's cursed by Luke, who also cursed Addie, the curse that, 
Luke put on Addy doesn't apply to Henry because he's already cursed by the same God. I'm I'm trying. I'm trying to connect the dots. I'm trying. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, 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 okay. So what about this? What about this? What if the curse that Addy has for her Mm -hmm. infinite years Mm -hmm. takes away life from other people? Does that make sense? Like because Addy gets to live forever. Okay, so everybody she's coming. Um, well, not not every not everybody, but like I'm trying to figure out the process of it. But Mm -hmm. what if the curse that Addy has? For mm-hmm. her infinite life, mm-hmm. if there's anybody else that like kind of makes a deal with Luke or whatever or something like that, then like, their life takes... is added onto hers. Yeah. Okay. Does that make sense? It does. It does. I just I need more details. Do you know what I mean? Like I need to be yeah. able to see the whole picture and not just little bits and puzzles here and there. Yeah. Okay. God damn. So, I feel like every week these goddamn theories get more wild, and, and I'm just like questions running in the shit of confusion. Okay, so then we move on to chapter four. We're in Paris, France, July 29th, 20, I mean, 1724. Addie is still out with Remy Laurent. Okay. Mm-hmm. This chapter. <laughs> this is where this chapter. I don't know how to. I don't know how to get into this. All right. Okay, so like, there's. There I'm going to be really I'm going to be explicit and blunt about this. There's sex. Okay, let's get into it. There's sex in this chapter of the book. I think they know it by this point. I know. But it is written tastefully, not in any other type of way. Um, however, <laughs> have you ever, girl, there's a whole genre. Oh, I haven't. I've never, I've never gotten into that genre. Wait, so I'm excited. Genre. Okay. I'm, well, that's why I'm excited to read but this our next is why, book. Okay, but this is why I feel like this book was written very well. Because yeah. this scene, for instance, was written very... I knew exactly what was happening. Mm-hmm. But the words, I was like, oh my God, like this is... Po- again, poetry. Poetic sex. So great, yeah. Like, I could read this on the bus and not be like, oh my God. Oh my God, oh my right, God. let me put it down. But, okay, essentially, Addie and Remy have had a really good time. It's It's getting late. Remy is like... Let me take you home because he's like, although you are dressed up as a man, I know exactly who you are. Let me take you home. Yeah. Um, and Addie has had such a great time with Remy. She's like, okay, yeah. Even though she really doesn't have a home for him to take her back to. So he takes her to this place. She she makes up a spot that she quote unquote lives at, whatever. He goes to say goodbye. And then she kind of indicates like, hey, I don't want to say goodbye yet. Let me walk you home and that was kind of code for them to ultimately get back to his apartment and have sex but when that goes down Addie sits and thinks about it as it's happening and she feels like that should have been her first time yeah that should her first time should have been with Remy and yeah and she and she thinks of it almost as like not a she thinks of it almost as like a redo it's rewriting her first time. Remy washed away all of the other experiences that she had. All the other experiences that she had were not for her pleasure in any way. Mm-mm. They were yeah. just to get by, to make it in Paris. And that was it. With Remy, it was more about her than anything else. And she was like, this should have been my first And it was time. a connection. It was a genuine connection with somebody. Right. So she's like sat there. She's like, this should have been my first time. This should have been the person. And that's how she's starting to view it. When it happens, she's like, this is going to erase any anybody else I had. This was it. <laughs> and then I wrote, 
And we're back to the depression mode. Yes. Oh, my God. He only fell asleep for, like, what, five minutes? And then woke up and was like, what the fuck minutes. It was an amazing, an amazing beginning to a chapter. An amazing beginning to a chapter. And then he fell asleep for five minutes. For five fucking minutes. And then woke up and and was like, wow. I don't know you. Drowsy. Woke up drowsy. And she thought. He woke up drowsy and she thought, oh my God, he remembers me because his no. face had not changed. He looked, he still looked happy and dazed. And then he wakes up fully and he's like, oh shit, who is this person in my bed? And immediately she's like, oh no, he doesn't remember me at all. Instant rejection is what makes her get up, gather her clothes as quickly as possible so that she can leave because she she yeah. doesn't want to see that anymore. She has such an amazing time with Remy and she's just kind of like, fuck, now he doesn't remember me. I have to get I got I have to get out of here. So then she goes to get up, she grabs all her things, she's ready to get out the door. He walks over to her, taps her on the shoulder lightly, and she thinks she's not gonna say look, Addie will never say it, but she's a hopeless romantic. She thinks that he oh, it, for a minute she thinks he remembers her because he's standing there and he slips her a couple coins in her hand. He thought she was a prostitute. But think about this. Isn't that sad that she was a prostitute? This time, she met somebody she really liked. She gave herself to him because there was a connection there. Mentally erased all the other people that she has had sex with for Remy to turn around and treat her like a prostitute. When I tell you I was depressed. That's why I was just like, are you fucking serious? Like, can we have not one moment of fucking peace in this book? That's why I'm telling you, like, I just I just want to hurry up and read it and get it over with because <laughs> I am done. I am so done with this book. Oh, my God. It was done. After, I was like, all right. All right, moving on to chapter five. In chapter five, we are in New York. It is March 15th, 2014. My first note in this chapter is like, I want to visit Addie's New York because obviously the New York Addie knows is goddamn. She's so like all the little nooks and crannies. And- yeah, so Addie takes Henry to another, it's kind of like a speakeasy. She takes Henry to another speakeasy in Brooklyn, I believe. If it was like a death metal speakeasy. Yeah, it was. It was a death metal speakeasy. <laughs> it was like a rave. So like she takes him to this, to this thing. It's called the fourth rail. Yeah. They get in. And they have drinks, they have vodka, whatever. I don't know if you noticed this, the bartender. Yeah. I wonder if that was Luke or if that was like, if Luke was like somewhere in the shadows playing fuckery games. Like, who the fuck is this person? Why are you just giving out free shit? Right. They start dancing and things like that. And like, during this time, Addie has mentioned Luke in her head twice. She's dancing with Henry, thoroughly thinking about Luke. Mm. Also, this speakeasy that she took Henry to, she technically created it. Yeah. Which was crazy. That's such a shame. She don't get paid for none of her ideas. Oh my God. Then another note that I wrote in this chapter, while they're still at the speakeasy and they're dancing to heavy metal and screaming, whatever and stuff, Addie wonders if Luke would like this place. And I'm like, Addie. Bruh, why do you care? Like, girl. Why do you care so much, baby girl? Why do you care? But then there was so much more that happened in this chapter. After they, like, after they have their time at the fourth rail, they leave, they get outside, they're laughing, they're having a good time. It's a downpour, downpour. So they end up back at Henry's apartment. When I tell you that was some shit straight out of a goddamn romance 
movie, straight out of the notebook shit, straight out of the goddamn fucking sweet home Alabama. A Jordan <laughs> Without Straight a out of a fucking Sparks. Jordan Sparks. I was like, oh, come so on. They end up back at Henry's apartment. Obviously, things escalate. They've been drinking. They've been having a good time. And they, they sleep together. They end up having sex. Very but nicely written again. It was. Oh, my God. I was like. However, I will say she did also mention Luke again. She compares. Look, even in this chapter, she compares Henry to Luke. Even yeah, in how chapter. Henry fits to her body in oh my God. Okay. comparison I, how Luke yes, fits to her body. And I was like, thing. girl. That was another thing. So while they're having sex, she says, Addie says, Ad, like she's like, I wrote, Addie thinks Luke is made for her. So first off, first off, congratulations to Morgan because I feel like that right there confirmed that Addie has slept with Luke. Oh, of course she has. That right there confirmed it. They of have course she it. has. But my thing but, is, bro, we already knew this. But my thing is, though, girl, you're in the moment, right? With Henry, with Henry who remembers you, who can say your name, who you can actually talk to, and all you can think about is the person you blame for the curse. Hold up, mm. wait a minute. It's reverse yeah. psychology. He wants her to think about him. You think Luke has created this whole thing so that Addie will sit and think about him? Yes. Honestly, at this point, that is n- not far fetched at all. I would like, not. Don't put you it miss past. me? You miss me. I wouldn't put it past me. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past me to be like, hey. Don't you oh miss me? Don't you no, want to be with soul. me? Don't you love me? Nobody knows you like I know you. You know, we fit. Nobody fits you as well as I fit you. Oh my God. Be with me. All right. So that's kind of where the chapter ends for chapter five. They had an amazing day. They end up back at his house. And all Addie says at the end is, please don't forget. And Henry says, he's sleepy, but he's like, what, like looking at her like, what do you mean? And she's like, me. So moving back. We're in chapter six. It's Paris, France. It's July 29th, 1721. 24. 24. Oh, sorry. She leaves Remy's in a rush because mm-hmm. she's embarrassed. She's ashamed. Like, she's like, oh my God, he thought I was a prostitute. It's been four years since Luke visited Addie. And this is the exact moment that he decides to just show the fuck up. Oh, yes. Like, no! I was like, he's so petty. <laughs> he was like, oh, you thought you was going to have great sex? <laughs> no, bitch. Here I nope. am. Ah, ha, ha. Here I am to oh, ruin like, your oh, moment. Luke, Luke. <laughs> so when he shows up, oh, immediately is like, where the fuck have you been? Right. Through her tears of frustration. Right. Where the After fuck were you? With Remy, she looks at Lucas. She's like, where the fuck have you been? And he's like, oh, why did you miss but he, me? Like, no, when she said that, he was like, oh, you missed me? You missed me. I thought you might. Oh, like, <laughs> my daddy. Um, and she even said, she was like, damn, that sounded too desperate. <laughs> right. Exactly. You fucked up. You yeah, fucked you up. fucked up. You then um, fed into his, his goddamn into his ego. ego. He has an ego and she fed right into uh, it. So then after that, they have a conversation and he notes, he looks at her clothes and he's like, oh, but you look, you look good in red. When he said that, I was like, oh, oh. she was like, you saw me? Four years ago, he's like, yeah, I saw you waiting for me, but I wasn't going to show up, though. Oh! Yo! I was like, ah! When I, listen, when I read that, I was like, I was like, he saw her. He's like, yeah, I saw you in your dress. I saw that pathetic ass cheese. 
He saw the candles burn out. He saw the stale bread and the cheese. He was like, oh, hell no. I treated you to a five-course meal, baby. I'm not eating that. And all you had was a fucking slice of cheese. Oh, my God. Some bread. Oh, hell no. So Luke, when he says that, Addie's like, you saw. And Luke tells her i see everything i was like oh my which god is why i know he sees everything that she is doing now which is why i wholeheartedly believe he has something to do with all of this oh, this is gonna be so crazy so then of course it is their anniversary he has shown up and he asks her well i mean he's there to collect and she says no but the whole time they're gaslighting each other oh my and god. it's just like it's so funny they really are. That is like the best word to explain it. They really are gaslighting each other. Like they are going tit for tat. Yes. It's crazy. The funny thing is, is like I sit here and I know that this character is toxic, but every time he pops up on my page, I'm like, yes. Yes. Let's go, Luke. I'm like, this is it. He has every right to show up and collect his goddamn property. I mean, it is kind of his. You gave it away. You did. Mm. You did. Okay. But yeah, so that's where that chapter basically ends. Luke was like, all right, cool. Yeah. And as soon as she said, as soon as she said no, he, he straight up went poof. He disappeared. <laughs> Yo, he's going to come out. Bye. Ah, she saw that anger flash across his face. He's like, fuck you. It was <laughs> They are just not good for each other. They're not good for each other at all. Oh my god. Oh my god. That was the funniest shit that happened. This whole this he whole was like, six poof, chapter. Like <laughs> right. You keep saying you're not a genie, but you're like, poof, I'm poof. here. Poof. Right, exactly. Poof. That what shit was mean? funny. Poof, what do you mean? Poof. What right. Mean? Right. Um, one thing I do want to point out at the end of this chapter, though, was something, it's a very subtle, I think, foreshadowing, but Addie says, there is a point when the night breaks. Mm. I want to read the exact thing that she says. It's on, what is it? 191. Uh And she says, there is a point when the night breaks, when the darkness finally begins to weaken and lose its hold over the sky. It's slow, so she doesn't notice until the light is already creeping in. So kind of goes into our theory of maybe his curse is weakening and it's losing its hold over her. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like a subtle, a very, very subtle foreshadowing. Yeah. So if yeah. we do, if that theory does work out over the many goddamn theories that we have. God, it's just, it's a lot. I like Luke at the same time. I'm like, sir, you guys lighting the shit out of her, but like, I know, I know. I feel like I threw out a lot of predictions in this episode, so I don't even need to do predictions right now. No, you did. But the thing the funny thing is is like I kind of I kind of agree with some of them because you just don't know with this book. There's been so much that's happened that I didn't expect to happen. And it did. And I was like, okay, at this point, I don't even know what to predict because it's unpredictable. Like Yeah. It could be definitely that Henry is possessed or, you know, that that Luke is is using Henry in some way. Or Henry is cursed. And his curse is, it it ties in with Addie's or something. You know what I mean? Like, it's just mad crazy how all of this is coming together. And I know that the reason we're getting the flashbacks, the back and forth is Mm -hmm. to understand Addie and Luke's 
relationships better. When we get to the point where everything coincides, we understand why. But my thing is, it's just like every chapter I read, every part that I read, I get 10% answers and then I'm left with like 90% questions again. My God. God damn. But yeah, like I, I don't even. Oh my God. Okay. But yeah. So on that note, predictions, predictions are every fucking where you guys predictions right. are just I don't everywhere. Have, I don't have a, a, a real prediction because I just feel like anything I come up with. Anything can happen <laughs> at this point. Predictions are balls to the wall. But with that, do you want to tell them the next couple chapters? Yes. Yeah. So we are going to be uh, digging deep into these chapters. <laughs> Dig deep. Survivor. Uh, next chapter is we are going to be finishing off part three. Mm-hmm. So chapters seven through 13. Mm-hmm. And then we are going to be starting part four. What is the title for part four? The man who stayed dry in the rain. That's interesting. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. I also, okay. I didn't, I did not, I did not read ahead. I skimmed. Okay. To okay. see how much of the book was left. Mm-hmm. Bitch, I did not see New Orleans pop up until not once six. Not until part oh my six. Fucking God, are you serious? I am mad as hell. So that's why I'm like, I want to hurry up. <laughs> what if all right, look, what if Addie is in a long on and off again relationship with Luke? I would not be surprised if it was an on again relationship. 300 years with the same person. Nah. Yeah, that's why it's like, nah. I would not be surprised because he's like, come live with me, my love. But then if it's it was been 300 Luke, years, if it was Luke and I had 300 years with Luke, Luke specifically, I could do it. I could do it. Most definitely. You think so with all the mood swings and. Oh, yes. What the versatileness? Bring it. Oh, my God. Bring it. And on that, on that note, <laughs> with Ashley her, <laughs> and her fictional man. I'm trying, man. I'm trying. <laughs> and on, Barnes, where are you? Bro, <laughs> not, not again. Not again. <laughs> and on that note, thank you as always for listening and for reading along with us. Yes. Be sure again to follow us on Instagram, y.a at heart. And on Twitter, we have a Twitter. Yes, we do. I'm pretty sure it's the same tag. Most likely. Y.a at heart. Yeah, it's probably the same. I'm I'm not going to check it right now because I don't feel like it. But yeah, find us on Twitter. <laughs> oh my God. We will see you guys next week. Yep. And stay wide at heart, guys. Bye. Bye.